Welcome to the New Thought Experience Podcast. My name is Reverend Chris DiGiorgio. Each week, we will explore a New Thought topic. New Thought was founded in the 19th century and was inspired by the Transcendental Movement. Its chief belief is of an all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful divine intelligence, and spirit and human are one. And remember, we are only a thought away from changing our lives. And now to our podcast. I love this quote from A Little Light on the Spiritual Laws by Diana Cooper. Imagine a carpet of exquisite, intricate design, but the colors are different. Each color plays its part. Dark colors highlight light colors. Each different color of the carpet is a necessary component to the design of the carpet. This is oneness. Each is an important part to the overall design of the carpet. The last chapter in this book that we've been reading for the last few months is the Law of Oneness. Simply stated, the law of oneness is accepting everyone without judgment. Each individual is part of the greater whole. Our work in the world is to realize we are the essence of God, and each of us is part of God. We are all part of that one God. But we are often reminded in our day-to-day that we are separate. People express differently. And this triggers separation in our mind. We may react and say, well, I wouldn't do it that way, or this person is different from me. Many of us feed our minds in the separation mindset, and in so doing, we are going against the law of oneness. If we are to move to our Christhood or our Bodhisattva, we are surely, we must embrace oneness. I'd like to read a passage from H. Emily Cady's book, How I Use Truth, that describes oneness. I changed some of the pronouns because this book was written in around 1916. Oneness means, according to Webster's Dictionary, quality or state of being one, sameness, unity, singleness in mind, purpose or feeling. We are one with God because we are of the same nature as God, namely spirit, created in its image and after its likeness. We are with each other because the same spirit of God, its image, is inherently in each of us as our own divine nature. Jesus proclaimed this oneness of God and human and human with its fellow man by praying our Father. With this salutation, Jesus claimed for all of us the fatherhood, motherhood of God and the brotherhood and sisterhood of man. While it is true we are always one with God through our divine origin, we are consciously one with God only when we recognize and accept our innate divinity and the divinity of all humans. This recognition enables us to behold continually or habitually the good that is present everywhere in spite of appearances that may seem to our human senses not good. 
we are always one with our fellow humans through our spiritual origin but we're consciously one with others only when we have so cultivated the spirit of love in our hearts that we see beyond their limitations only when we see the glory of christ shining through others we can say convincingly we are all one in spirit the annotations from the 12th lessons of lessons in truth deal with the subject of oneness for that particular lesson seeks to bring us to the realization of the unity of spirit when we really know oneness and have not accepted it intellectually the judging of our fellow humans will be from the absolute we will be using righteous judgment from john 7 verse 24 we will then be able to judge another as being the beloved of god yet functioning as a human being who is making overcomings in its own way we will know for the person that the ultimate is the realization its true destiny to understand our oneness with others means that we no longer accept them to do things according to our standard for it is primarily an inner oneness that we recognize we show our own awareness of oneness with god when we leave others free to grow according to the divine pattern within this does away with any tendency to dominate another in our desire that it unfolds its life in the way we think is right one with life you lose your sense of separateness your sense of self in the infinite flux of life there is no separateness there is only wholeness only the many faces of the one give yourself to living and you will find meeting for you will be one with the one life unquote so let's start with a statement from emily um, from the passage above she quotes jesus the father and i are one or more inclusive god and i are one she did mention jesus saying our father whatever the case here jesus makes the argument we are not separate from god therefore each of us has the supreme essence of god within us jesus continues to call the god within in another gospel passage to emphasize this it is not me who does the work but the father within me that does the work again <clears throat> jesus is saying the laying the truth down we all have god within us he does not separate from god it's an important lesson for each of us to achieve the Christ within, we identify with God as our source. That is why in unity we always say God is our source. This is relevant. We are identifying with our unity with the Spirit. Here's an important quote from the passage above. While it is true we are always one with God through our divine origin, we are consciously one with God only when we recognize and accept our innate divinity and the divinity of all people it's probably impossible to be in oneness when we cannot accept that each and every one of us has our own innate divinity 
the moment we say this person is not to our standards or we reject them or we discriminate against them or treat them differently, this is the moment oneness is surrendered. Remember, one carpet fiber does not say to another carpet fiber, you do not belong here because I'm red and you are blue. Each carpet fiber knows its place to make for the exquisite design we mentioned earlier. A key part of oneness is suspending our judgment of others. I often hear my gurus say, please do not judge. The moment we judge, we bring separation to the other. In our lives, this is hard. We maneuver in our life judging people or gossiping. It all brings separation, and separation brings a lack of oneness. One leap towards oneness, therefore, is cultivating in love. Love is the elixir that stirs the oneness inside. When we can love for love's sake, that is when we experience oneness. It's dropping the expectation someone should be different or someone should behave or they should would do this. This is the hole that keeps us away from oneness. When we are in oneness, we accept what is with love. There are no preconditions. What is, is what is. This past year has been a challenge for many families. I'm sure between the presidential elections and the COVID crisis, families and friends have had disagreements. Can we agree to disagree and try to come out of the other side? This is the question that love continues to ask. I remember a story that was written in the 1990s about a gay couple in a church they attended. They were welcomed by the church. But at that time, marriage was not available to them. But they wanted the minister to bless them. At first, the minister was happy to do so. The, but the minister faced backlash from other church members. And it got very unpleasant for the gay couple. It got so bad the couple had to leave the church. One of the men was so distraught he had a conversation with Spirit. And Spirit said to him, I know you are hurting. You thought these people were your friends. But love them anyway. You see, it's not about quid pro quo here. It's about you. Can you love in the face of hate? Can you see the people that you consider your enemies or those that hurt you as people living in fear that are no different than you, only in a lower frequency? Can you see them as part of the same spirit you've come from, regardless of circumstance? This is how we exhibit oneness. It's not about the other person. It's about you. Emily Cady in the above passage is reminding us, each of us has our own pattern, our own fiber. We all have our own divine pattern that we interpret for ourselves. They are all part of this oneness, even if they don't reciprocate. This is so tough because we're so conditioned with the golden rule. We ask ourselves, why can't they treat us as we treat them? And when they treat us badly, why should we treat them so nicely? 
but it's not about them, it's about you. You may notice the podcast artwork. It is the lotus flower. I use this artwork because of an inspirational story my guru reminds me of. She often says to her students, remember the lotus grows in the mud. The most beautiful flower surrounded by the mud. Just because others might do ugly things doesn't mean you must do the same. You are a pillar of light in a sea of darkness. You are the carpet fire that makes that whole carpet beautiful. You remember that. You raise your frequency. Don't allow others to dim your light. You are the light of the world. Shine, shine, shine. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. The New Thought Experience is a production of the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. To find out more about us or to donate via Zelle or PayPal, you can use our email address, unityofwestchester at gmail.com. That is U-N-I-T-Y-O-F-W-E-S-T C-H-E-S-T-E-R at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or meet up at the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. Have an enlightened day.